0: Short on time? We've got you covered. Welcome to the 5-Minute Torah, where you can digest big thoughts on the weekly Torah portion in about 5 minutes. If you enjoy this teaching, please share it with your family and friends. This week's Torah portion is Vayishlach, Genesis 32-4 through thirty-six forty-three, And here are the three things that you need to know about it. Number one, the mysterious wrestler. Fearing the worst for his reunion with his brother Esau, Jacob sends forth his family along with his abundant gifts for Esau in staggered increments. He hoped that if Esau did indeed capture or kill the first waves, the latter ones would hear of it and find safety. He, however, stayed the night near the river's edge and is encountered by a supernatural being. We read, And a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. Genesis thirty-two twenty-four. Jacob is tenacious, and he refuses to submit. As the sun begins to rise, the man told Jacob to let go of him, but Jacob said he wouldn't until he blessed him. The man asked his name, and when Jacob told him, he blessed Jacob by saying, Your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. This is Genesis thirty-two twenty-eight. Who was this mysterious figure Jacob wrestled with through the night? Jacob said, quote, I have seen God face to face, and yet my life has been delivered. Genesis 32, 30. Hosea, however, says Jacob, quote, strove with the angel and prevailed. This is Hosea 12, 4. And on another note, the Talmud says he was wrestling with the angel of Esau. Who was this masked man? We may never know this side of eternity, but we do know, however, that he was more than a man and changed Jacob's life. Number two, Jacob encounters Esau. It had been more than 20 years since Jacob had seen his brother Esau, and the last thing he had heard was that Esau was out to kill him. When Jacob got word that Esau was headed in his direction with 400 armed men, his fear went through the roof. He sent Malachim ahead of him to try and appease his brother. Well, who were these Malachim? The Hebrew word Malachim can mean either messengers or angels. Which did he send? Good question. Thankfully, when Jacob finally meets his brother, they have a peaceful interaction. Esau offers to escort Jacob back to his camp to, quote, catch up on good times. But Jacob tells him, go ahead, because his children and livestock will slow him down. Basically saying, you go ahead, I'll catch up with you later. Much later. Number three, Shechem and Dina. Eventually, Jacob purchased a plot of land near the city of Shechem and settled down. One day, his daughter Dina decided she would go out and meet some of the local women. While she was out, she was kidnapped and raped by Shechem, son of Hamor the Hivite. Hamor came to Jacob and proposed marriage between his son and Dina, asking what price he needed to pay for Dina. When her brothers heard about this and what was going on, they were livid and rightly so. They concocted a scheme saying that in order for Shechem to marry their sister and intermarry with their family, all of the men of the city had to be circumcised. Hamor and Shechem somehow got all of the men of the city to agree, and they were all circumcised. On the third day after their circumcision, when their pain had reached its highest point, Simeon and Levi came through the city with a sword and killed every single male. They plundered the city and rescued their sister. When Jacob found out what had happened, he wasn't happy. On his deathbed, he chastised them, saying, Simeon and Levi are brothers. Weapons of violence are their swords. Let my soul come not into their counsel. O my glory, be not joined to their company. For in their anger they killed men, and in their willfulness they hamstrung oxen. Cursed be their anger, for it is fierce, and their wrath, for it is cruel. I will divide them in Jacob and scatter them in Israel. This is from Genesis 49, 5-7. This week's Torah commentary is called A New Identity. And it comes from my book, 5-Minute Torah, Volume 3. As I mentioned earlier, the night before Jacob meets his brother Esau, he spends the night wrestling with what most people know as an angelic being. Just before dawn, the stranger asks Jacob's name. After he responds, the stranger replies, Your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel for you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. This is Genesis 32, verse 29, and in verse 28 in a Christian publicized Bible. From that point, there is a noticeable shift in Jacob. He begins a streak of name-calling. Let me explain. First, the event that begins all of the name-calling is when Jacob is given the name Israel by the angelic being. Jacob then names that place Piniel, which means face of God, because he said, For I have seen God face to face. This is verse 31. When he set up a temporary dwelling place for him and his livestock after his encounter with Esau, he named the place Sukkot, meaning booths or temporary dwellings. This is 33.15. When he arrived safely at Shechem, he set up an altar to the Lord and called it El Elohe Israel, which means God, the God of Israel. He then renames Luz El Betel, meaning God, house of God, because God first appeared to him there during the night. When Deborah dies, he called her burial site Alon Bahut. This is 35.8, which means Oak of Weeping. This explains the Torah's statement, she was buried under an oak in the same passage. After this, God appeared to Jacob at Padanaram and confirmed that his name shall be called Israel once more in 3510. The second section of naming concludes when Rachel struggled to give birth to her second son just before her death. She named him Ben-Oni, meaning son of my suffering. But Jacob didn't want that stigma attached to him and therefore renamed him Ben-Yamin or Benjamin, which means son of the right hand. 35.18 What is going on with all the name-changing in our Torah portion? If we remember, it all started when Jacob underwent a transformation himself, and his name was changed from Jacob to Israel. The name Jacob means something akin to follower or supplanter, as Scripture says. Afterward, his brother came out with his hand holding Esau's heel, from the Hebrew word Ekev. So his name was called Jacob. This is the Hebrew Yaakov. Genesis 25-26 But Israel means one who struggles with God. As it says, Your name shall no longer be Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. This is, of course, Genesis 32-29 It seems his identity shifted from one who is considered the tail to one who is considered the head. Jacob's new identity was the foundation of a unique people who would one day become a nation dedicated to the service of of the Creator. In the Apostolic Scriptures, Yeshua does something similar with Simon Peter. In his first encounter with Yeshua, this would-be disciple's name is changed from Simon to Peter. Yeshua said to him, You are Simon, the son of John. You shall be called Kephas, which means Peter. John 1.42. The name Simon or Simeon, Shimon in Hebrew, is related to hearing as we read in Genesis twenty nine thirty three, because the Lord has heard. She called his name Simeon. The name Peter, however, means rock from the Greek word petros. Yeshua uses this meaning in a play on words when he tells him, You are Peter, Petros, and on this bedrock, Petra, I will build my congregation, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Matthew sixteen eighteen. Both Jacob and Peter are radically changed by a divine encounter with the representative of God. It affected everything in their life from that point forward. Just as Jacob and Peter were given a new identity, one day the followers of Yeshua who resist the lure of idolatry and assimilation will be given a new name as well. To the one who conquers, I will give a new name written on the stone that no one knows except the one who receives it. This is from Revelation chapter two, verse seventeen. Who are those who conquer? Those who hold on to both Yeshua and the commandments. Revelation 14.12 Because we have been given a new identity and a new purpose. Have you been given a new name, a new identity? If not, you can do so through a personal connection to the God of Israel through Yeshua right now. With that new identity comes a new life. We become a completely new creation. Check out 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. We also inherit a resurrection to eternal life. Yeshua said, For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in Him should have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. This is John chapter 6, verse 40. Have you received this new life? If not, what's keeping you from receiving your new life and your new identity today. Thanks for watching. Be sure to check out one of my previous videos right here or right here. We'll see you next time with another messianic insight into the eternal Torah of God. Blessings from amet Torah. Are you enjoying the 5 Minute Torah podcast? Want to share these 5 minutes of Torah with others? Please help spread the word by liking, sharing, and reviewing this podcast. You can also grab the printed version of Volume 1 or Volume 2 from Amazon. Perfect as a gift or for your Shabbat table. 5-Minute Torah. We've got you covered.